Live. For centuries, taverns and pubs have played a pivotal role in the formation and progression of society. They are places where writers and philosophers have gotten together to share ideas, where guilds have been formed, and where patriots have gathered to hatch revolutionary plots. A lot more is accomplished at taverns than one might think, sometimes more than what happens in the office or the boardroom. It's a place of connection where people cook up new ideas, critique ideas, and commiserate over failed ideas. That's what WP Tavern is and can be for the WordPress community. It's a place where you can step back and look at the work that's being done, analyze the successes and failures happening around us, and talk about what needs to change to turn those failures into future successes. WP Tavern has its fingers on the pulse of the, the community behind WordPress. It's a place where anyone is welcome to sit down, have a drink, and speak freely. Nobody is trying to deliver a polished speech. As such, it gets noisy, there are peanut shells crunching on the ground, and you never know who you will encounter in the comments. That's what I wake up for every morning. I'm Sarah Gooding, and the Drivecast starts now. From the bowels of WordPress Nation, it's t t t t you know what time it is. All operators are busy at this time. Please hold. Dread. For the Dreadcast, here to talk WordPress news, events, and fizzy pop with community leaders. Ultimately, letting smarter people run the show weekly. We bring you your favorite Santan alumnus, Brad Williams and Ray Armada. Sit back, folks, grab something to sip on, and get ready to press on. The Dreadcast starts now. Oh man, dust off the dust off the show. We're back. I, how long have we been gone, Drake? Like a month. Man. My my microphone's broken. It's got I'm starting to clear. forgetting how to do this. This is this is a little bit rusty after a month, but uh, yeah, we took a took a few weeks off. We had some travel. We had some events. Uh, had some challenges having a show. And you know what? If we can't do the best damn show ever, we're not doing it. So we didn't. But now we're back, and we have. An amazing host that we will uh, get to in just a second. But Dre, you do not look like you're at your uh, your normal place. Where you at? I'm uh, I'm actually in a cell block in um yeah. <laughs> no, actually I'm at the Innovation Center, uh, which is a co-working facility, a beautiful place in Las Vegas. Uh, those that have been uh, to any of the WordPress related events here in Vegas in recent history uh, would have made it here, like Prestige uh, and uh, WordCamp Las Vegas last couple years. Um, John Hawkins and uh, WordPress meetup is tonight, uh, directly after the show. So I will be throwing t-shirts and fun stuff out to the audience. Um, but we get to do dragcast uh, beforehand. Pretty excited. Man, they, they are working you today, hitting New Media Expo. Yeah. Doing the dragcast, doing a WordPress meetup. You're gonna be like, you're literally going to hate WordPress tomorrow morning. I, I'm actually <laughs> my tattoo with like a hot butter knife. <laughs> I hate it. Forget WordPress. All right. Well, we love WordPress. We're just kidding, right? So let's go on. we got a pretty amazing host, one that I'm excited to grill a little bit because she's very good at grilling other people. Um, but let's welcome to the show Sarah Gooding. Sarah, so awesome to finally get you on. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Yes. I've, uh, I was on when you were doing WordPress Weekly podcast over the WP Tavern. You guys had me on. This is a little while ago. Um, so I'm glad we were finally able to coordinate and have you on our show. Um we got a lot of interesting stuff to talk about, and we'll dive right into it. But before we do that, I need to know what you guys are sipping on. Hey, what you sipping on? 
you know, this this doesn't end well. I'm in Vegas. <laughs> this is day four. Um, I, I I just can't bring myself to drink another alcoholic beverage, uh, so I have a soda right now, a Diet Coke. You look like you could use some caffeine. Yeah, I need caffeine. <laughs> well, let us slide. Day four of Vegas, yeah. Alcohol is usually not your friend at that point. Sarah, what are you sipping on over there? Well, I'm probably just as lame as Dre is right now. I've got some water. Got my fancy new water bottle. And got a Ooh. fun cap. So, yeah. That is a fancy bottle. Well, I'll pick up the slack. So, uh, we're at the tavern. I busted out my little tavern mug here. Um, this is actually my latest homebrew, which I'm calling the Witch Kitty. It's a uh, coffee chocolate porter. Um, heavy on the coffee, really light on the chocolate. Um, uh, this will definitely wake you up, Jerry. I can promise you that. First time I use coffee in a homebrew, um, and it'll uh, it gets me the jitters after about half a glass. So I uh, might have went a bit overboard. Yeah, word camp uh, Philly, man. You should have some uh, ready for it. Word camp Philly, it is coming up. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll get an event later in the show. But since it's an event I co-organize, I can just say it right now: July 13th and 14th, or I'm sorry, June 13th and 14th. So I should probably say the right date. Uh, we'll be word camp Philly, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But let's dive right in because we got a lot to talk about, and I want to learn all about Sarah. So. Um, for those of you that aren't familiar, maybe you can kind of give everyone uh, the, the the quick synopsis of, of what it is you do now over at the tavern, um, and then we'll, I think we'll kind of work our way backwards and, and learn how you got there. Um, right now, I am a WordPress journalist at WP Tavern. I work with Jeff Chandler every day, and we write WordPress news, and that's it. Our condolences, uh, working with Jeff every day. <laughs> the struggle is real, people. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jeff and I go way back. I love to give him a hard time. Um, way back with the tavern. I remember when you originally launched the site way back in, I think it was like 2007, maybe? You probably know that. Um, I think it was 2009. Really? Okay. I knew he was writing about some WordPress stuff, but that was probably back on his personal blog. Um, cool. So I think it's interesting. You're a journalist, um, and your job is to write about WordPress, which uh, there aren't, you can say there aren't many people uh, lucky enough to have that as a job. I mean, you get to write about WordPress all day long, which I think is really fascinating, but I don't want to dig too much into that to start. Let's kind of rewind a little bit, because I think it'll be interesting to hear how you got there. Um, so I, I've known you for a number of years now, but I don't I don't even know kind of the history of of how you got to where you're at, and, and these are all these interviews that I like, because I'm not acting like I don't know the answer. I actually don't know the answer. So um, what started first? You're obviously passionate about tech. You're passionate about writing. Um, did you get into tech first, and then kind of kind of ended up in the writing side of things? Were you were you interested in writing first, and then just grew a passion for tech, or how did that all start for you? Um, well, I've been making websites since about 1999, and um, those were like the old days where you had scrolling marquees on your website. Oh, yeah, the good stuff. I'm you I'm, know, wait, I'm waiting for it to make a comeback. I can't wait. The ugliest crap you've ever seen, and. Um, I just started learning from there, and then I worked primarily as a front-end developer for a number of years, like before there was even Firebug or any kind of good front-end tools. And um, then I started a company with my husband um, shortly before we got married, and we were just making websites, any kind of website. I mean, Drupal, Magento, WordPress, it didn't matter. Just If somebody wanted a website, we'd make it, and it didn't matter what it was. If you got uh, the money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then we settled on on WordPress after a while. I think it was right around when BuddyPress first came out, and that is what got me really excited about WordPress in the first place. 
Um, and then I started writing for WPMU just like maybe a year and a half after I started using WordPress. So I was still really a beginner at that time. And uh, I spent, I think, four years writing there uh, about WordPress and also building websites on the side, you know, part-time. Mm -hmm. And then I came to the Tavern in a couple years ago. I think 2013 was when I started at the Tavern. Awesome. So, yeah, you um, you started out kind of as a dev, which is interesting. I didn't know that. I knew you had a, uh, a business on the side, but I didn't realize that's where you started. Um, so how often are you devving now or, or, or at all? Are you still building sites, doing it for fun, doing it on the side? Um, I do it for fun, but I don't. I really don't have any time these days. I mean, I I have a theme like on WordPress.org, but I don't hardly even support it, which makes me really sad. Um, I have some really old, crappy plugins that I need to update, um, and I just there are a lot of things I want to explore, but I just don't really have the time because I'm writing about WordPress full time now. So I kind of just focus on the the news and. Um, and it's tough, you know, it's tough not being able to build things as much anymore. Um, but I try to stay in touch by every now and then, you know, working on a little side project of mine um, just just to explore new technologies or, you know, working with the stuff I'm writing about. Yeah, and that's had to um, have a noticeable impact on your writing because you're, you understand the technology at least to a certain extent, right? So you're not kind of going in blind and saying, well, I know what WordPress is, but I don't, you know, I don't really know. You, you do know, like you know how to build sites on WordPress. You understand kind of the process um, of doing that. So that has to, to, you know, play in your favor when you're kind of digging into these stories, writing about themes or plugins or, or reviewing whatever it is. That has to have a good impact on, I would imagine. Is that, would you say so? Yeah, it definitely helps. <laughs> it definitely helps. Um, but a lot of times I'm still reading about things people are building and I have to do a ton of research because I'm not familiar with it. I haven't built anything with it, and you know, it, it just it takes time to reacquaint yourself with things. Sure, and I it's it's funny when I hear that because it's it's similar. I'm in a similar position. I have been for a number of years where I was a developer and building out sites and plugins, and now I just I don't get to really dev at all during the day. So if I do, it's usually in the spare time or as a hobby, um, or if I you know get the opportunity to contribute. Um, I like to do that too, just try to stay somewhat sharp. But yeah, in terms of my day to day, it's just not there anymore. And I kind of had to come to terms with that a few years ago, whether that was what I wanted or not. Um, did you kind of sit down and think about that when you really got into the writing gigs and, and decide, you know, do I want to kind of pursue this as as full time as my career, um, knowing that I won't be able to kind of be in the in the code as much or build out sites or or did it just kind of happen and, and here you are today realizing okay well I'm okay with this it really just kind of happened I don't enjoy client work at all so <laughs> I had a rough time um, with that aspect of it so I was glad to get out of that um, I enjoy building things I just want to build them for fun and for myself mm -hmm. or you know like a, a site for a mother-in-law or you know a site for somebody else, you know, just a family member. I'd rather not have that pressure that you feel when you're building for a client. Sure. Um, I think anyone that's had client work knows exactly what you're saying. <laughs> there is certainly a, a certain amount of pressure that comes along with it. Um, and it is satisfying to a certain extent, but there is that pressure there, um, no doubt. So, so you mentioned prior to WP Tavern, you worked at WPMU Dev, and I think that's when I first met you, um, became familiar with the, your uh, your work. 
um, which I really enjoyed. Um, you know, that site's always had a bit, little bit of controversy circling it, um, but I always enjoyed the content, like the blog content coming out of it. Um, so we actually have a listener question from a guy named Jeff, last name Rowe, um, and he wants to know, what was it like working there? What was it like working for James Farber over at WPMU? It was good. Um, there are a lot of great folks working over there. Uh, I never had any big problems. Like just, um, it, you know, it was tough because there there is a lot of friction between that company and the community. So you know, sometimes it was it was tough to be able to get people to read my blogs, and because um, it seems like a lot of people wouldn't share links from there, especially after a certain point in time. Um, so that was rough, but um, I really enjoyed working with them, and um, I'm really grateful to James Farmer for giving me a chance to write for them when I hardly knew anything about WordPress, frankly, when he hired me. And I learned a lot while I was writing with them and you know, working with their devs, and, um, and it was good. It was a good experience. Cool. That's great to hear. And I mean, there's some great content there. Some of it obviously is dated, but I think some of it is... Is, is a little bit timeless, um, which is, I, I guess, probably the same on the Tavern, too. Obviously, some of it's very date-driven, but some of the, the articles you guys write are a little bit more timeless, so it's always fun to dig through the archives and read some of that stuff. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit more about, you know, what you're doing today. I think it's, um, you know, I mentioned you're doing it full-time. Jeff's over there full-time. Um, it's pretty neat understanding the history of WP Tavern um, and having kind of watched it you know, Jeff start the uh, site and grow it and really, um, really drive it for a number of years. He he had a big struggle early on, you know, being able to uh, uh, essentially, you know, make enough money to survive. So he's never quite. He tried to, you know, he made the leap and tried to try to make it work. He just couldn't quite get get the pieces of the puzzle to where he could kind of survive doing it full time. So it went in a bit of a hiatus, and then Matt essentially um, revived it by purchasing it. Um, and then allowing Jeff to, to kind of work on it full time, and then that's that's where you came in as well. Um, how did that? Uh, as much as you can tell us, how did that kind of go down? And, and I don't I don't know the timeline exactly. If you were brought in right when that happened or shortly after, but maybe you can kind of fill us in on how how that whole bit went down in terms of what you what you can say, um, and then when you were kind of brought into the picture. Um, you know, I didn't really know about much going on behind the scenes. I'm not really sure how it all happened. I just know one day I got a message from Jeff on, I think, Twitter or email. He said, hey, we're looking for to add a writer to WP Tavern, and uh, would you be interested? So I replied back, sure, you know, um, sounds fun. And then it just went from there, and um, I had, like, an interview with Matt and then just started writing full-time. That's great. I know um, I've always we've said it on the show a number of times we've had a lot of other uh, you know content writers around WordPress. Not a lot, I guess a few others. Um, some that are still doing it, many that are not, <laughs> you know. Uh, and this goes back pre dradcast even if you look back at like WP Candy and so many people have kind of come and gone in the in the in the realm of uh, WordPress content. Um, I think people think it's much easier than it is. Um, on the surface. It's like, oh, you just write about WordPress. Well, that's easy. But I know, like, some of the challenges that you probably face, and I'd like to hear from you, like, what are some of those challenges? I mean, writing about WordPress on, on, on every single day, you know, sometimes you guys are publishing multiple things a day. I mean, what are some of the challenges you face? Is it around content? Is it editorials? I mean, what is it? Um, 
Well, once I got to the tavern, I was already pretty well conditioned for writing regularly. But when I first started at WPMU, you know, I think I wrote three articles a week, and then it later bumped up to a daily thing. But at first, I didn't I didn't know I could do it. I I actually was crying and telling my husband, I don't know what I'm going to do. But he used to be um, an editor for a newspaper, so he helps me out a lot. And um, you know, he's like, you just have to power through. You find a story and you write about it, and that's what that's what you have to do. And so I just had to condition myself to writing every day, and then you know, publishing. And I'm kind of a perfectionist, so it is a challenge to have to know that you're going to write something and you're going to read through it a few times, and maybe someone else is going to read it once. But then once you do that, you have to put it out there, and you can't spend time, you know, making it the best writing you've ever done ever. It's news, so it has to get out. So that is probably the, the daily challenge of it. And then the people aspect of it is definitely a challenge. Um, I know you were asking on Twitter, why is Jeffro so grumpy? <laughs> uh, I, it's because he's got a lot on his mind, and, you know, the tavern is a tough crowd. Um, there are, we got anybody commenting on the site. You never know who's going to drop by. It could be, like, a core contributor. It could be somebody with a big business. It could be, like, a regular Joe or somebody who, from the outside, who doesn't know anything about WordPress. And you have to, you know, listen to what they're saying and interact with them. And sometimes they'll tell you your writing is crap. Or, you know, we'll get people publicly criticizing the things we choose to write about. Um, sometimes people will post on Twitter, Twitter that we wrote about something that isn't newsworthy and that we shouldn't have written about it. And um, they get upset, you know. People have feelings involved and um, there are a lot of emotional encounters. But the people aspect of it is definitely stressful from time to time. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's a challenging community, right? Because like you said, there's... It's such a wide range of, of people in this community. Um, and we all have different interests in, in terms of why we're interested in WordPress and what it means to us. From, like, you know, bloggers that really don't care as much about the software, they just want to write, all the way up to people whose entire livelihood is based around WordPress, like mine is. Um, so, you know, I think <laughs> we're definitely a passionate people, too. I don't think there's any debate there. Um, so, yeah, you are in a challenging position. I think anybody writing about um, stuff as publicly as you are, and um, you know, getting the traction you get and the uh, the the, um, the traction within the community. I mean, to your point about WPMU, I mean, the tavern is shared all over the place. Like it is kind of the definitive resource um, today. Anyways, you're in the Planet WordPress, you're in the dashboard of all the WordPress installs. I think you're still there. Um, so you're out there. Like people see it. You got to get a lot of a lot of, of eyes on what you're writing. So that's it. Definitely has to be a little bit intimidating. Like you said, but I think that's an interesting point you made, where it's like you just have to kind of press that publish button uh, and move on. You can't dwell on it. Um, so, what is that editorial process like at the tavern? Is it you come up with an idea, you write it, start to finish, and you publish it? Is it a little bit more structure to it than that? Yeah, we keep it pretty simple since it's just me and Jeff. Um, one of us will claim a topic by creating a draft, and then we use um, Edit Flow to uh, just monitor who's doing what if they're publishing or they need a review on a, on a post and we read each other's posts and give feedback um, but generally we just try to get it out there as soon as possible and um, our audience is like just anybody so we don't write for a very specific audience we don't write for like WordPress professionals we write for people who love WordPress people who hate it people who are working with it every day so we try to Put a little bit of everything in there, and 
um, the topics are pretty open, so we'll, we'll write about just about just about anything. Well, where do those topics come from? Is it just you kind of keeping keeping an ear on the community, looking at Twitter, seeing what people are talking about? Do you have kind of a running list, and you just kind of pull off that list? Um, are you you do, do you ask people for suggestions? I mean, where does that topic list? Because I think that's a challenge. Some days we have a challenge on this show. Some weeks there's just a stupid amount of things to talk about, and other weeks we're like scrounging for things to talk about. You know, so it's it's not always like this plethora of things to talk about. Um, so how do you come up with those topics? Um, for me. It's- Primarily Twitter. I mean, I wake up in the morning, and I know people say you should have, like, a relaxing morning routine, have breakfast, and do all this stuff before you check your email, but I can't. I have to check my email right away in bed and get on Twitter, find out what's the news, and then my goal is always to beat Brian Krogsgaard to writing about it. Um, (laughs) That's what I want to do every day is be the first one with the news out. Um, You heard it here first, baby. (laughs) You're going down, Brian. (laughs) <laughs> not, not just to be first to have it out, but to, but to have our readers know that we are always going to get the news, the important news, to them as soon as possible. So that's that's really our goal. And um, so I, I primarily use Twitter, and I, you know, bounce around some other websites. I read other blogs that people are writing. Um, Jeff has a lot more relationships than I do. Um, he's known people for, you know, seven, eight years who he interacts with, and um, he'll, he'll talk to. So he's got a, a lot more connections, but I just kind of do a lot of scrounging and come up with something every day. That's awesome. I think that's kind of cool to hear because, um, well, one, I'm the same way. I, I, I wake up and pick up my phone. and <laughs> I know it's not healthy, but uh, I do it, and I don't mind it. So I guess it's not that bad, right? Um, so I'm with you there. I understand that. Uh, but that's interesting because I know that's that's a big one. I've always wondered, like, you know, and it seems – I mean, and I don't think you guys really – pumping out a bunch of, like, fluff. Um, we've seen it with other sites before where it's just like, what the hell are they talking about? This is like TMZ over here, um, which I don't think our community is really set up to be, you know, have a, a, a site dedicated to the drama side of things. Um, there probably would be plenty of it, but I, I, <laughs> I think they get right out of town if that's all they focused on. So uh, I honestly haven't seen a lot of that on your site at all, really, so I'm surprised. But like you said, you're always going to have some haters out there that don't agree with what you're writing about. Um so let's see what. So obviously Matt owns the tavern, and I think a big concern when um, it was known who who purchased the tavern and kind of help it uh, uh, come back to life. There's a lot of concern that he might have his uh, have kind of final say on certain topics, or you know uh, disallow other topics, whatever it may be. Um, it doesn't appear, and and you know I think at the time it was like, hey, we'll just watch us. Um, and we'll prove it, right? And I think I think now you have proved it. But I kind of like to hear from you: is that has that ever been a concern on your side? Is Matt is he actually involved at all in terms of the content you guys are are producing? Um, is that ever a concern? Because I, I would think as a journalist, you would want to keep it very open. So, um, how's that like with Matt? Um, yeah, it's not really a concern at all. He doesn't weigh in on our topics. Um, I think really the only thing he feels strongly about is the Oxford comma. <laughs> So I've had to change my ways to make sure I use that Oxford comma. But other than that, I think that Matt strongly believes in a free press, and he doesn't interfere at all with what's coming out of the site. And a lowercase p, but uh, I'm sure that wouldn't slip by you guys. <laughs> <laughs> now that's cool. And I think, you know, now that there's been a proven track record, it's been a number of years, um, I think it, your work kind of speaks for itself, but it is not being 
kind of approved or, or whatever, blessed by, by Matt, the Matt father. Um, so that's, yeah, that's good. I mean, you know, I think it, I'm a big fan of, of sites talking about WordPress. I think it's a necessity. It, it absolutely needs to be there. I have a business, a couple businesses dedicated to WordPress, and, the, and when you guys write about us or post status or whoever, um, that actually means a lot to us, and it actually has a pretty big value um, attached to it, you know, because all the other companies working on WordPress are watching what you guys are writing. Um, and I learned probably a good portion of what's going on in the community, either through Twitter or through sites like yours. Um, so it's a valuable from a business owner to kind of keep tabs on what's up and what's coming on, what other people are doing, what cool products are out there, anything we could use, you know, events, things like that. So I'm a big fan of WordPress editorial sites, and um, it's awesome to see the type of content you guys are, are pumping out on a daily basis. Um, oh, man. So I have a question. There's a lot of topics. You got like reviews of themes, reviews of plugins, talking about WordPress updates, securities all over the place these days. Um, you do interviews. I'd like to know what's your favorite type of talk topic to write about. Like what what topic do you sit down and when you know you're going to write about something, it really just you really get geeked up about it and really excited just because you, it's it's just it just stands out above all the other topics that you might write about. For me, it's probably theme development. Is- one of the ones I, I try to follow um, what's going on in that space pretty closely, and it's the one spot where I try to get practice outside of work. So you know, making themes on the side every now and then. Um, it, that's probably the most interesting to me. But I I try not to assign too much interest to one topic or another, and just stay open to writing about what people are interested in reading. So if you get your your preferences and your opinions too involved to where you're like, oh, I hate writing about this, or you can't you can't have a mindset of I don't like writing about this or I don't like writing about that, or else you're going to limit yourself and then mm-hmm. you know you just kind of get stuck in one in going down one avenue. So I try to be open to writing about whatever, but I really do enjoy writing about themes. Cool, very cool. So where's the tavern go from here? I mean, you guys have. You're pumping out solid content. You got a good reader readership, a reader base. I would imagine your your traffic's uh, consistently growing um, these past few years. What's next? I mean, do you have any plans to kind of roll out some new features on the site? Maybe try to curate that that community. I know Jeff had a pretty successful forum back in the day. Um, you guys looking at doing anything? Any, any kind of you know sneak peeks or teases you can give on the show of what we might see of on the tavern throughout the rest of the year and beyond? I think we're we're going to be focusing on um, keeping the content going and building up our um, subscribers. I think we just passed 5,000 email subscribers, so a lot of people are reading us in their inbox. Um, BB Press is coming out, I think, with a uh, with like a feature where comments can be have their own little forums, and that's something Jeff is really interested in getting going on the site once it's available. Mm-hmm. So, um, something to expand the community aspect of it, but yeah, we we're just, um, I'm going to actually be gone for about three or four months um, from August on when I have a baby, so um, oh, congrats. Leave, it's going to be Jeffro all by himself. Oh boy, and that's, uh, that's all we wrote on the tavern, so... <laughs> So y'all have to support him and, uh, you know, keep him going. Oh, darn. Sarah's going to be gone. 
<laughs> uh, it's, it's terrible. Jeff hates us. Uh, no, I'm sure it'll be fine. Well, that's exciting. You got a baby on the way. That'll be uh, that'll be fine. It's, it's cool. You get some time off too. So um, I'm sure you'll you'll treasure that for years to come. And I'm sure Jeff can go back to his roots and probably run run the ship for a few months on his own. Hopefully, if not, the drag can step in and we can we can hit publish on all sorts of stupid shit. <laughs> I bet you can. <laughs> Oh man! Well, that's that's exciting to hear. Uh, we definitely wish you all the best of luck at the tavern. Any any plans to bring on additional writers, um, uh, or or and or uh, more community content? Um, not that I know of, but we are always open to guest posts. So I've had a few people contact me and say, "Hey, I'd like to do a guest post," and then we'll read it and see if it looks like something our readers would be interested in, and then. Um, we are pretty open to publishing anything from, from guests, as long as it's something that's solid and, and uh, something our readers would like. That's good to know. So if you're, uh, if you're out there and wanting to write something, um, that sounds like a great opportunity to get a lot of eyeballs um, you know, on, on a piece that you write, maybe more so than on your, on your own blog. So um, how, how do people do that? Do you just reach out to you directly? you have a, 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 site, a, a form on your site they can go check out and fill out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can go to the contact form, or they can email us directly, contact us on Twitter, whatever works for you. Awesome. So there you have it, folks. Get over to the WP Tavern, check it out, go write some articles for him. Uh, give, Jill, give, bleh, give Jeff hell on his articles. He loves it. Um, but, yeah, you guys are doing great work. Definitely keep it up. Uh, you also have the WordPress Weekly Podcast, which is, uh, uh, I believe it's still going strong. I know Jeff uh, is in our chat room, and he mentioned the 200th episode. 200th. Heard that right? Um, is going to be coming up in a few months. So um, they're at number 187 right now. So if you haven't checked that out, also go to WP Tavern, uh, click on the podcast link they have there in the header, and it's another great podcast. Not quite as great as this show, but uh, it's you know it's up there. It's been around the block a few times. <laughs> Dre, my man, you still alive over there? I'm still breathing. I'm still above ground. It's a good day. Still. Well, that is a plus. I think it is time to move on to some uh, pressing topics of the week. Word. Pressing topics of the week. Well, man, so four, uh, four weeks gone, um, and then four days in Vegas. There's a whole lot of fours going on. Uh, four points to the East candidate. In fact, was just dropped here recently. Um, I'd go check it out. Uh, if you haven't loaded it yet, start testing it. You head over to the .org. Um, get that bad boy rolling. You, uh, you guys played with it at all? What's the official review, Sarah? 4.2. I know you guys have done some, uh, uh, a couple articles kind of highlighting specific features. That I, the, the press this one I thought was pretty cool, um, which is going to be uh, an update to a, uh, like a really archaic piece of, of WordPress that's been around forever and hasn't been updated. Um, you also did a cool um, post on the color, the slight, slight, slight color difference in the admin, which I don't know if it's one of those tests where if you're too old, you can't tell, because I can't tell. It looks the same to me. Um, but uh, what's your favorite? What are you excited about? 4.2, what's got you thinking? I am excited about the press this feature. Um, I think Jeff wrote about that recently, and uh, <laughs> I think it's going to give press this a future, um, a future it never had, and it'll be exciting to see what people do with it. The concept is cool. Um, so if you're not familiar, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I haven't used this for a number of years either, but PressSys is essentially 
Uh, you've probably seen it in the settings and always wonder what the hell is this, but I think you just make a bookmark or drag it to your bookmarks to press this button. Um, and then if you're on an article as you're surfing around the web that is interesting to you, um, you click that button and what is it, auto automatically make a draft or something of that with a link to that article? Is that mm -hmm. how it works? Yeah, you can publish this right from there. And I don't think you can assign a featured image, though. I think that's the only thing that's missing from the puzzle. So uh, it's, yeah, cool. it's kind of like bookmarking it within WordPress, and then you can go back to it later and write about whatever that article was or that topic. Um, you know, hell, if this thing really takes off, I mean, why this could just be a way to bookmark things you want to read later. Like, why do you have to, you know, what publish it? You could easily have a WordPress site that's almost like your own delicious... Um, you know, a little uh, account there that you can just save links that you want to read later or something. But um, it's great, especially if you write about, you know, things happening on the web because you can just kind of click that button as you're reading articles and, and save it for later. Um, it'll be interesting to see how many people use that, um, to be honest, because you're right. It's been around forever, and um, it's just one of those things. I think it was a decision, like, do we rip it out or do we make it awesome? And I think the, you know, the, the awesome side won. So it'll be fun to see how people start using that. We got emojis. Anybody stoked about emojis? I love it. I don't know where all the hate comes from. <laughs> Dre, what are your thoughts on emojis? Damn. There's the hate. I need a new tattoo. Yeah, I. You know, you're right. There's a lot of hate for something that's so stupid. Like, why is everybody hating on emojis? Why are you that? passionate about emojis one way or the other. I don't understand. Uh, I think it's cool that it's in there. Aaron Jorben actually wrote a great uh, post called Don't Poo on Emojis in WordPress 4.2. And, of course, he used a little poo emoji icon there, um, which is a fun fact because apparently WordPress supports emojis and URLs, and so does certain browsers because if I pull it up, there's actually a little piece of poo in the URL, which is neat. Um, that kind of scares me. I don't know. It's, somebody's going to abuse that really bad on their site. It's going to happen. Uh, but he wrote an interesting post that kind of highlights um, why you shouldn't just dismiss it. And it was really around more around, um, uh, you know, various languages, um, not just, you know, English language. It's an interesting read, and I think it's, it's not an angle I had thought about. I think it's not an angle most people thought about. Um, so I will definitely add this to the show notes, and I will check it out. It's on Aaron Jorben's uh, blog. Um, but it's pretty neat. I mean, who cares? It's emojis. Why not add them in there? Um, yeah, so 4.2 release candidate is out, which means a release is coming soon. Uh, probably a matter of uh, a week or two, I would, I would imagine, barring any major blockers. Um, so get ready if you haven't, because there is going to be an update happening. And go test. This is a great time to get some props in WordPress to test bugs. Go, uh, you know, install the beta tester plugin, update to 4.2, um, and just start running through stuff. If you can find a bug, maybe you can even help patch it. Get some props in WordPress. It's a really good time to start getting involved. Yes, sir. Um, that was a pretty... Uh, interesting post, uh, a, a bit bold, uh, maybe in the, in the way of the language, uh, at least uh, the way that I uh, read it, uh, out of uh, post status, and, and really just uh, talking to the fundamental difference between automatic and WordPress. Um, now, this isn't a new topic, it's been a topic of discussion for a long time. Um, there have been various um, posts written on the differences between 
nice resource. Um, I hope that, you know, some of the larger tech blogs would take note and uh, maybe think to Google it before they write their posts. Yeah. They get wrong so often. It's pretty frustrating. And then everyone will tweet those articles with the misspellings and the misattributions of this and that. And it's frustrating. I think it's the most frustrating to people who, um, to people who write WordPress news because we're like, why don't you give the love to the homegrown WordPress news instead of tweeting the TechCrunch article that's got five errors in it, you know? So, um, yeah, I hope I hope that'll be a good resource for, for people writing about the platform. Yeah, it's cool because it's like, it's like just a link you can fire off, right, and say, can you read this, please? Like, just, it's all right there. It's not this long-winded thing. It's very to the point. Like, this is that, this is that, whatever. Um, it's, it's kind of frustrating because I feel like... Um, and I'm not a journalist. You are, Sarah. I'm not. I fake it to an extent, which whenever I actually blog, which isn't often, um, that's a whole other show. But um, where was I going with this? I have no idea. Oh, yeah. So um, <laughs> I'm getting lost here. Uh, I guess what, what, what pisses me off a bit about this, it feels like um, it, it's almost just like sloppy. Like it's not hard information to understand. It's not hard information to find. It's almost like if somebody, like a, a, a serious journal doesn't capitalize the P. I understand if, you know, Joe Schmo doesn't capitalize the P. I get it. But when I'm taught, when I'm, if I even mention a company in an email, I go to their website and make sure I'm spelling their company name correctly, I'm camel casing it correctly, especially if I'm talking to that company or about that company. I want to make sure I represent them. I think it's a little bit near and dear to me and a much smaller scale. Because people always put a space on Web Dev Studios, always, since we started. <laughs> it's always Web Dev Space Studios. Um, and that's not right. That's not how we do it. So, um, And if you were to hit our website, you could figure that out within literally you know, a second or two. Like, Just look at how we write it. It's as simple as that. So um, I always take that little extra bit just to make sure that I am writing about a company correctly. Jetpack is lowercase p. Now you see people uppercasing the p in Jetpack just because they assume rather than just going to look at how it's done. You know, So... It's just like, look, do a little bit of a little bit of groundwork, especially if you're a journalist. That's your that's your job, right? Your job is to have the facts, um, and and some people just don't. So, and it's pretty sad when it's big publications like TechCrunch. I mean, they are like the tech, you know, king of the hill over there, and they can't even get the stuff right. And how many years have been writing about WordPress? It's you know, I guess one question I would have, and I'll just throw this out there to you guys: like, is there something that WordPress could do to help? In, in WordPress and automatic, I should say, or automatic, uh, to help kind of clear this up a bit. Is there something more they could be doing, or is it really kind of out of their hands at this point? I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a confusing thing. If you're not in WordPress every day, I mean, if you don't use the capital P, it's just going to happen. It doesn't bother me, personally, um, as far as capitalizing things, because there's so many camel case and non-camel case things, it's hard to keep all of those straight, even if you're working with WordPress every day. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes, you know, when they have those big misattributions, as far as saying that, you know, automatic, the parent company of WordPress, yeah, 
you know, that's tough on the, the contributors, the people who volunteer their time to improve the software, you know, if, if it's just left as misinformation and not clarified. Um, because, yeah, you know, Automatic's got a pretty big name, but there are a lot of people who have kids and families and, and they'll spend, you know, a couple hours late at night just to just to improve this software and it's time they really don't even have sometimes but they they want to do it because they because they believe in it so I I think that it's good to uh, make sure those people get the credit that they deserve um, it's a community Do you think this um, mechanism the name and association at wordpress.com impacts that right? if it was named awesomeblogsoftware.com would we have the same problem Probably not. <laughs> you know, I think uh, it's a good point. If it, yeah, if WordPress.com was named something different, I think that would uh, fix a lot of the, the the misconceptions there. Just because it would be literally two different things you're talking about. Because a lot of people um, in this post status resource uh, mentions that is, you know, WordPress.com and WordPress are not interchangeable terms. But you know, if you're not a geek like us that does WordPress all day, like you said, Sarah, you're not gonna know that. Like. And I don't think we'd expect you to know that um, to the Joe Schmo. But, again, if you're like a journalist, you should probably know this shit. If you're writing about WordPress, you should probably do a little bit of homework to know what you're writing about. Um, and and your, your point's spot on, Sarah. Like, the camel case, I could really give a shit less. I do it just because I like attention to detail and stuff like that. But if somebody puts a lowercase p, I'm not going to shame them off the face of the planet. You know, like, I really don't care. I think that thing is blown way out of proportion. Um, Rest the popcorn. It's about to go down. Yeah, I mean, I've there was a WordCamp where a sponsor printed like 800 shirts with a lowercase p. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and they didn't. They were told they're not allowed to hand them out, which I think I think that's a bit shitty to be honest. Um, was it wrong? Sure. Should they have known better? Absolutely. But you know what? It's a freaking lowercase p. Get over it. Like they just wasted, you know, a, a, you know, some thousands of dollars that they had to throw away. Or, I wish it was just all lowercase, and that, that would make it really easy. Like a hell of a lot easier. <laughs> That's how I spell it in my private time, is all lowercase. I bet you type every article lowercase just so WordPress has to fix it for you, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> That's my secret rebellion. <laughs> you're, you're like in the shining on the typewriter, just writing lowercase p WordPress over and over and over, <laughs> <laughs> just to get it all out. Now this is, you know, I don't think it'll ever be fixed 100%, but it would be nice if they're really big sites that, you know, have a lot of, uh, they've been around a while and lost stature, um, can hopefully one day understand this shit because WordPress isn't going away, um, and they should probably understand the difference. Idiots. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, yeah. What's going on? Um, now we got terrorists uh, targeting uh, WordPress sites. Is this, is this what I'm hearing? I'm not too in tune with security stuff. That was one of the weirder um, headlines I didn't expect to see. That <laughs> really? That what is it? So on the WP Tavern, you guys have an article you wrote, Sarah. FBI warns of ISIL defacement attacks on WordPress sites. So we have the FBI, FBI warning WordPress owners that they're going to be attacked by terrorists. Because of security flaws, right? <laughs> I mean, I guess it makes sense, but it's just an odd headline. Like I, you know, it's just not something I ever expected to read about WordPress. 
Yeah, you wouldn't think the FBI would take notice, but I guess it's that fancy box of vulnerability that they were capitalizing on and yeah. um, injecting iframes, which is just stupid. Like, it's like middle school humor, you know? Like, I don't know what they say, the, the iframes that they put in there, like the, the propaganda for terrorists. I, I have no idea what it says, but um, it's, I mean, it's just stupid. It's sad if terrorism is like, what finally convinces you to update your <laughs> I wasn't going to update, but I'm not letting the terrorists win, damn it. I'm going to update <laughs> now. I draw the line when it comes to terrorists and updating my website. I'm, I'm, I'm updating. Like the tyranny of the axis of evil. The axis of evil. <laughs> <laughs> but i got to be honest, like this kind of raises a much bigger question, because if we look at, you know, I was kind of going through your you know, last few pages of, of articles on the site before the show, and there is a lot of security-related articles about security holes and, like, everything. Like, if you use a plugin, it's probably going to get hacked tonight. That's how it's just what it seems. Now, you know, the question is, are, are, are plugins and themes getting sloppier? Are people getting smarter? Like, what? I mean, why? Because, I mean, there's just, like, just go through the first couple pages. I would bet 15 to 20% of the articles are about something being updated for a security patch or a security hole, which is yeah. scary. I think it's because WordPress is just becoming so popular. There's so many sites built on it. It's a huge target, and people are going to look for anything they can exploit, and WordPress runs the Internet, so they're going to go after it. Um, and I just think that's a natural part of life. You know, working with software, you, just, you have to update it, and there's always going to be something going on where you know security things will be discovered later. It doesn't mean that the plugin developer is a bad developer. It just means sure. that you know a million eyes are looking at his code and caught the error, and, and people have the opportunity to fix it. In uh, fact, it, it probably means they're an attentive developer because they are actually releasing a fix versus just blowing it off, and all of a sudden millions of sites are getting hacked because they didn't do something. Listen, we, we know that these attacks are opportunistic. They can get patients about really targeting something high, uh, per se, let's say, uh, in rankings. They're looking to expand across as many websites as they can. So exploiting or, or pushing through a vulnerability that's attacking 10,000 sites versus 10, they're, they're always going to choose the higher number. When you look sure. at uh, the vulnerabilities that have been released, a lot of them have been related. So it's been two, three, four plugins at a time, or within a short period, that use very similar code or construct, and, and that's affecting them, so they're having to patch. And that's why it looks so overwhelming. You look at the Jetpack Managed, Managed WP stuff, that was that was one of them. When you uh, get into gravity forms and all of that, there was a lot of similarities in uh, the attacks with those groups of, of plugins. It just all kind of hit at once. I don't think it's anything more than it, it has been in the past, Brad, um, which is, I think it's just kind of the way that, if you look back, what was it, um, 2011 with, with the whole... Um, um, Oh, geez, what was the script? Uh, the Tim image. Thumb. Oh, what, yeah, Tim Thumb, Tim right? Thumb. So it, would, it affected thousands and thousands of different uh, yeah. uh, websites because it was in a, a ton of plugins and, and commercial themes, right? It, one script hosed it up for everybody. Yeah, I think you're right. It's not um, It's not any more than normal. I think it's there's a bigger conversation happening now that wasn't happening a few years ago, which is a great point. Like Sites like the Tavern and Post Status are talking about it. People are getting those updates out in front of it. Um, you know, more so than we saw a few years ago when people kind of tried to keep it under wraps. They didn't want people to know there was a security issue in the plugin. They would just silently roll out a fix. Uh, so it's it's. I think it is a good thing. You're right that we're talking about it. People are writing about it. The word's getting out there faster. Um, so there's really no excuse at this point. 
came in over 200 damn uh, presentations on updating the damn software. I like to say that people became a bit more proactive because of my mouth not shutting up. I'm just I'm rolling with that. <laughs> so it's uh, if you want to stay on top of this, WP Taverns, you guys are always writing about these things. It's great. You can just go and uh, subscribe to the security tag. Um, through your feed, and that way, when there's a security post, you know about it right away. Because these things, you guys are putting these out nice and quickly, um, and and these are big plugins. We're talking WordPress SEO, uh, we're talking WordFence, we're talking iTheme security. These are plugins a lot of people are using, um, BuddyPress. Um, so that you know, millions of people are using these plugins. So these aren't just you know little Joe Schmo plugins that have a thousand downloads. These are the ones that you probably have one of these on your site. So make sure you're keeping keeping in tune and make sure you're updating. Like Jerry says, his his I love your latest security presentation where we just ask people to raise their hand if they haven't updated in the past year and you just go up and punch them in the face. It's a really yeah. effective campaign. That's <laughs> an option where I choke them out if they do. So one of you, <laughs> update your shit. It's not that hard. Uh, <laughs> Jerry, did you hire those terrorists to hack this site? No. Oh, man. In my past life, but I I work for a WordPress agency, one of the top tier WordPress agencies. I don't I don't I don't know how that's all working out. Never heard of them. We are definitely on the NSA list now, so at least we at least we have a couple more viewers. Hey NSA, how's it going? Uh, <laughs> Maybe we can get a good word in with Mason since he's uh he's all up in the gov now. Nason, that's big news. So Nason um, is now working, uh, has joined the White House's U.S. Digital Services Department, which i not one I've heard of. Probably most of us haven't, but um, it's kind of exciting. So if you don't know, Andrew Nason's been uh, one of the lead developers of WordPress for, I don't know, the last four or five years, um, working on the project full time. Um, he has now taken this position with the White House. So he, while he will still be a uh, WordPress uh, dev lead, um, it will not be his full-time job, so he'll be stepping back from kind of the day-to-day. -day. I'm sure, knowing Nason, he will still be pretty active in contributing, um, but it's interesting to see him kind of uh, have a new chapter in his life, and it's, it's and to be honest, it's actually kind of exciting that he's he's in the federal government now as a huge WordPress proponent. Thoughts? It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, I have no idea what Nason does with his new job, but I'm always thinking about it like when I was going through immigration and the process was just so horrible. I was like, you know, I, I think maybe Nasik could approve this. I hope that's <laughs> part of his job. <laughs> but I don't know if he does something with the government. And uh, it'll be cool to see um, to see if he blogs about it at all. I'd be interested to read that. Yeah, I mean, and, and what you can talk about. Certainly sometimes context because you're limited to what you can speak about. But um, what I find interesting is, I mean, um, uh, Audrey was, I mean, that's where he's been for, for quite a while. Um, but the, the thought of after his time with the government, how does that all kind of work if you go back to that? Where does he end up? So I uh, certainly want to see where he influences and how he can change, positively uh, change some of the processes and issues that we see today. Uh, but where Mason goes from there, it's been cool to see him kind of grow in the community, coming in as like a guy who can uh, buy a beer legally. Uh, into what he's doing now, it's it's pretty cool to see the progress. Yeah, I think only good can come from this, and I think we would probably all agree, inclu including the community. So it's nice to see he hasn't completely left the the core dev position, um, but it's also very exciting with his new position. So um, I think a lot of good's going to come out of it for for WordPress and for open source in general, which I think we're at the end of the day that's what we're all about. Um, 
whether it's WordPress or not, I think we can all agree open source is the way. Um, so we know Nathan will be uh, preaching the good word within the uh, the White House um, walls. I wonder if he's actually got to work in the White House. That'd be cool. <laughs> I'll have to ask him next time we see him. At WordCamp Philly, July 13th and 14th. All right. June. Why do I keep saying July? It's June. Someone's got to show up in July and be really pissed at me. <laughs> where's, this, where's the show at? All right. It happened a month ago. Uh, well, you know, this is this is uh, pretty quick, and we're running out of time uh, here. So let's, uh, Brad, if you don't mind, let's keep going with this part of it. Let me show you Oh, yeah. Well, Sarah, what's your bar trip? Um, I saw a plugin recently called, I think it's just called Favorites. And we wrote about it on the Tavern. And it will add favorites to any kind of WordPress post. So even if you've got like a custom post type or um, anything like that, you can add it to your site so that users can favorite material that they're interested in and come back and look at it later. They can use it for bookmarking or just to let you know they like a post. And um, I thought that was pretty cool, pretty versatile plugin. It looks like the person making it is trying to make it into something um, that would be kind of a standard favorites plugin for WordPress. So you should check it out. I love it. I didn't hear about that. We'll have to check it out. That's why I like bar tricks. I always learn new things. Um, well, I will go next because I am prepared. Shocker, right, Dre? Um, I actually wrote a blog post about this. I'm blogging again, so go to strangework.com. You can check out my blog. Um, I wrote a blog post about this. I was at uh, WordCamp London. Uh, Sarah, you were there as well. Great event. Had an awesome time. Love Europe. Hard to come back, uh, but I did eventually. <laughs> uh, but I had the opportunity to talk with uh, a guy named Casper there, and, and they had a booth, and they have a plugin called Multilingual Press. Um, and this one, uh, when he started demoing it, really struck a chord with me because this... Um, solved a particular challenge that um, I've had with, with kind of multilingual sites in WordPress for, for a while now. So um, there's, of course, WPML, which a lot of people use, and it works very well. Um, however, our kind of go-to method to set up uh, multilingual sites, so you have your English site, your German site, your Hungarian site, whatever, would be a WordPress multi-site network, where every site in the network is a different language. It works very, very well. Um, you can localize each, you know, site in the language that it's in, front end, back end. Um, you can have more kind of granular control. It's just much easier to manage than WPML when you have a lot of specific teams for a particular language. The problem I had is there was never any type of relationship between the content and those sites. So you'd have a, an English site, a German site, a whatever. You could have an about page on both sites, but it wouldn't know they're the same thing, right? So multilingual press actually fixes that. It makes a relationship between your sites and your network. Um, so if you have an about page in English, you could have an about page in German, about page in Hungarian, um, and we go to edit as long as that relationship exists, which you kind of configure it all. Um, when you go to edit your about page, no matter what site you're on, it's going to have it listed to edit for every single language if you want. So you can you can modify it all in one spot, and it's actually editing the content in the in the proper site that that where that content exists. So it makes that relationship between your content across the network. So um, it's probably much easier if you just watch the demo and look at the screenshots versus listen to me explain it, but um, it fixes a really uh, interesting problem with uh, multilingual multi-site networks. Um, they have a really, they have a free version, they have a pro version. Um, what I understand from Casper is they're actually going to 
roll the pro, pro version out for free um, and just charge for support if you want it. So, uh, But check it out. It's on WordPress.org. It's called Multilingual Press. Um, and I have a post about my blog as well, you can see. That's me, man. Dre. Hey, run it back, man. I didn't, I didn't catch the first time that that uh, dissertation was out there. But hey, it sounds like an awesome, uh, awesome thing to try out. Um, we've been, uh, we've been working pretty hard uh, on a couple things, uh, that, and one that was uh, announced this morning. Uh, Maintain, which is um, a support team of maintenance uh, updates, security monitor, all sorts of fun stuff for WordPress uh, uh, website owners. Uh, we, uh, Shane Sanderson, who found it, used to be part of uh, WordPress Studios. Folks you may know, we acquired Maintain last year. And we have just refreshed and launched uh, the site and the service uh, as of this morning. So if you get an opportunity, uh, go check it out at maintain2ends.com. Uh, we're really excited about where Maintain's going, not just as part of uh, WebDev's, uh, I think, life cycle and being able to support websites after their launch, uh, but certainly to anybody who needs that, that extra level of support, whether, again, that's you know updating uh, your site, uh, uh, looking through, making sure that security uh, is is a, is a strong uh, piece of the site, not, not an afterthought. Um, also, offsite backups and other things, but uh, even extending the site uh, with new functionality, code templates, and things like that beyond uh, the you know the, the actual project or the initial engagement um, in banks of hours, right? So uh, we're pretty stoked about where it's going, and uh, go check it out. Maintain. Dot com. Dot com. Wow, this uh, geez, the show just flew by. Uh, events going on. I'm, geez, I'm at NMX right now. In fact, that ends tomorrow. NMX NAB has been going on all week in Vegas. Uh, crazy show um, with the NAB integration. has been over uh, it's been like 90,000 people went over, um, literally. Uh, yeah, we got uh, WordCamp Orange County coming up June 6th and 7th, uh, through 7th. Uh, the week after that, I will be flying to Philadelphia. There will be a live draft from what I'm hearing at WordCamp Philly. Uh, oh, yeah, live dreadcast. Drad. Drad. Well, you guys just came back from Europe. Europe, uh, working at Europe, is coming up June 26th through 28th. I won't be making a year of you heading out that way. Uh, I am not. Sorry, going back to going back to Europe. <laughs> You're muted, but I think you said Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be able to make it this year. I'm sad about that. I'm yes. sad, too. It's in Spain in summer. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Sangria. I'm um, <laughs> it's been a great show, Sarah. Where, uh, where should people find me? Thank you, thank you, Tim, for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Um, you can find me on Twitter at PollyPolyPolyPolyPolyPolyPolyPolyPolyPolyPolyPolyPolyPolyPolyPolyPolyPolyPolyPolyPolyPolyPolyPolyPolyPolyPolyPolyPolyPolyPolyPolyPolyP
While you're there, make sure you click the iTunes subscribe link to catch us on iTunes. Don't forget to follow at Dragcast on Twitter. And we thank you for tuning in. Join Dre and Brad plus some new guest hosts next week. Yes! On another episode of the Dragcast. Yeah.